What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, blood particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them. So pour yourself something strong, Feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid. It's a coffee, it's a coffee. <laughs> what? Oh, we have our we have coffee this morning. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to coffee. We're podcasting in the morning. Yeah. Morning podcasting. Ish. I mean, oh well, I guess it's I fucking guess it is noon. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's been morning. I feel like we 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 woke up late today. We did. We really slept in. Yeah. And we didn't even like do that much last night. I mean, we went and saw our friend's new beautiful place that we will enjoy partying at. Yeah, so much. We got a pool and just a fancy, nice, pretty house. So badass. I'm so grateful that we are friends with them and that we got to kind you always of got experience. Got a cool friend. No, I was saying that we got to experience the transition from like, you know, the house that they were in to a house that they really now are like in love. You're just with. excited. You're excited for the process of buying a new house ourselves. Well, Be yeah, fun. I'm excited that that's possible for us too, you know? And so that's fun. We got to spend time with Veronica and a lot of old derby girls last night. Yeah. A lot of roller derby, mm-hmm. old cat scratch derby fever. Yeah. Ginger Juggernaut was there. Kitty Waxer. Yeah. Uh, All those great Gnarly Nailer. Kitty Waxer's still um, my favorite. Beater Venkman, which we were celebrating Venkman's uh, upcoming nuptials, which I'm very excited for as well. So happy, happy uh, Beater Venkman and Blake Day. All kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a fun-filled evening. And we have another fun-filled evening tonight. We do. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a second. But welcome back, Feardos. Hey, Feardos. Um, I'm Drew, and I'm the horror nerd of this duo, and this is my brilliant wife and professional mental health therapist, Chris. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and I've heard, this is what I've heard. What? That we're now being called the Alan Peg Bundy of podcasting. <gasps> okay, so I really, I like that. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Can I get a bigger wig? I mean, I don't know where I heard that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Can you provide any validity to that there's, statement? There's, uh, there's, there's no support uh, for that statement, but I'm pretty sure that's what we're being called. I'm, I admire that. I like it. I like it. I mean, I do have my hand down my pants most of the time. Yeah. And I, which really gets awkward in public, but Hey, you know what? What are you going to do? I got to be free, man. I got to be free. What characteristics? I got to be free to do me. What characteristics of Peg Bundy do I hold? Uh, big boobs. Oh, I don't know. Nice. um, (laughs) Nice rack. (laughs) That's the same thing. Um, Uh, I feel like I'm I'm being very, you wear, you wear, you wear, uh, I'm being very typecast. You wear, Yoga pants, which is just like her spandex. I do. Pants all There's the time. our relation. Yeah. yeah. And that I like bonbons. Too. Yep. Yeah. Well, who doesn't like bonbons? And uh, and not working. Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> no, I, I love working. Are you kidding me? Um, so yeah, spandex is as far as it goes with me and old Peg. No, I mean, like I said, got a couple of other similarities. Hot, a hot redhead. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, if you like the show, thank you for listening. Go to our podcast, go to your podcast apps, uh, and give us a rating and a review, please, 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 please. We would love to get some more ratings and reviews. It really helps us kind of further the podcast and 
um, get our message out there as the podcast apps all kind of recognize us and, and spread our message of craziness uh, out to the world. Um, also, check out our social media. We're on Facebook. Uh, and uh, and what are we on Facebook? Some of all fear podcast is what we are on Facebook with. Wow. I am just stumbling all over Where's the, the business card? Um, and then on Twitter and Instagram, we're at uh, some of all fear pod. You need to tape it right up here in the I know, corner. Right? I have it all written down. There's no, there's no reason for, for, for getting any of this information. Uh, and we now have a Patreon page. And a Patreon. Uh, and a Patreon oh which my we're gosh. Get to in a second. Yeah. So the first, and, and you know, the first five people that support us on our Patreon um, are going to get some free swag. We're definitely going to get, uh, as soon as we get everything ordered, we just ordered stickers. So we have stickers coming. So excited. So that's fun. Drew designed some amazing stickers. Yeah, I think they'll be fun. One of them is just the logo. And then one of them uh, just says, um, says, I'm a feardo. So find us, message us on one of our platforms, and we'll be able to mail out some of those pretty soon. Yeah. So you can show your feardo pride. And I think we're going to get some pins soon. Oh, yes. Well. Um, and then the next step will be to get some t-shirts made. Uh, so we're going to we're in the process. And so as soon as we get five Patreon supporters, um, we're going to get a little pack of goodies out to you. Uh, so check it out. It's patreon.com slash some of all fear podcast. And we have our first Patreon. Oh, yay. And it wasn't even a friend. No, I mean, it would well, be. Well, it's a friend now. But yeah, it's a friend now. Um, James Hudson, who's the host of the Eek Channel podcast. Which we love. Which I just watched and listened to. Yeah, listen to this <laughs> we week We binged after. it the other day. It was great. Uh, he gave us such a nice shout out on their show last week. Um, so he gave us a shout out and then and then signed up on our Patreon. And messaged us, and which was some, so a, a nice. nice message. Uh, and their show breaks down horror movies based on themes. So they'll do like cult movies, uh, home invasion movies. I'm sure they've done a Dolls one. I don't know yet. They're only like 16 episodes in. They're about Ooh, the same okay. as us, like maybe 20 episodes in. I think they're right around the same like level as us as far as like growth and and you know number of episodes and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but you can find them on all your podcasting apps uh, under Eek Channel or Eek Cast. I think it's under Eek Channel. Um, and then uh, they're on Instagram at Eek Channel. Um, I didn't see a Twitter for them, but uh, but I did see an Instagram page. I just love meeting so, new people in the community. It's yeah, so fun. Super cool. Super people cool. have been so welcoming and um, just really, really genuine. Yeah, we really appreciate your support, James. Um, and we, like I said, if once as soon as we get five five dollar a month Patreon supporters, we'll ship out some free some free shit swag. Well, not free shit because you're you're supporting the page. So we won't five dollar shit. We won't five dollar month shit. We just won't send out shit. I promise you. That's no shit. No, but like good stuff, fun stuff, <laughs> exciting stuff. Um, and then Jen Ferratu from the Horror Virgin um, also sent us a really sweet message this week. Uh, apparently, her husband is from McMinnville, Tennessee, where my whole family is from. I'm and you're convinced side. that you're somehow related. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we got to be related probably way back. Somewhere. Yeah. I mean, if they that 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 town like literally like. My grandparents had like every like grandmother's side, grandfather's side, both of their parents all were in that town going back to like the late 1700s, early 1800s. So lots of roots in McMinnville, Tennessee. So she's going through the podcast. Um, she's been listening through the episodes and she's, you know, getting caught up and she went through the fear of flowers episode. And we talked about when we talked about McMinnville because it's like the, the nursery Flower capital, capital of the world, of the world. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> Um, so really cool. Thanks for sending us a message, Jen. We really appreciate it. Well, and if you haven't checked out the horror Virgin podcast, it is a freaking blast and they're blowing up. They're huge. They've gotten really big. Um, and have a ton of, 
of listeners. Um, they're super fun. So well, and she's reached out too and kind of discussed some of her own fears and um, struggles with anxiety too. And and I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us and being vulnerable and being willing to kind of dive in a little bit on that with us. Yeah, I would love to have more. It'd be great to have more of you guys send in your phobias. Like what is what makes you afraid? You know, yeah. that's that's kind of this this whole thing, right? We want to all find out kind of what makes people tick and how they what 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 scares them and what phobias they have and all that kind of fun stuff. So, we would love to hear from you. That's that would be great. We'd love that. Um so yeah, thanks Jen for for writing in again. Um and I want to give a shout out to Jake and Wayne and Lacey and Metal Chris and Braddy um, who've all been coming faithfully to our Sinister Sundays horror movie night at Taste of Chicago, which is Sunday nights at 8 p.m. If you're here in Reno locally, um, we really appreciate all their support. They've been coming out consistently like every week. So. Well, and last and last time we also had Cat. Cat came out. Katie. Katie. Katie, yep, came, Katie out, came out. Um, and we made several new friends uh, from the Amtrak railroad system. Yeah, there was who a bunch happened of, in of, of uh, railroaders conductors. Um, I believe that's what they call themselves, right? Not engineers, not engineers, conductors. They specified that. Or is it, do they call themselves engineers, not conductors? I don't I, know. That's why I just said, Damn it. I, Fat I, Sam, let us know. So Fat Sam we, was, was like the highlight of last week. <laughs> um, that's how he introduced himself. Um, he said, even has Fat Sam merch, which is the best thing I've ever seen. And yeah, I, he has branded, I him, to, he has branded himself. It's great. Yeah. Just his personality. And he, and he was freaking hilarious. The guy is a fucking riot. Um, and I wish he lived in town, but he lives in the Bay Area. But he showed up. Um, he comes up through Reno quite a bit. And and so Fat Sam, when you are in Reno, please freaking send us a message on Instagram or whatever and let us know you're in town so that we can we can hang out because that really, was so much fun. What's really funny is um, like they called themselves like like dusty or greasy railroaders, you know, and kind of that culture reminds me of so much of the mining culture that we see in like Elko. Uh -huh. And so I can just imagine having like miners and railroaders all in one building would be so Yeah, what was fun. cool is they, just, they were just there. They, they, they liked Taste of Chicago, so they were hanging out and having food and stuff and didn't have any clue about horror movie night. And it turns out like Fat Sam was like a massive big, horror movie big fan. fan. Like and his, his friend, fan. I believe his name was Jake too. Yeah, there was a couple other guys too that we met. Yeah, that were super, super cool. Um, so yeah, Sinister Sunday Horror Movie Night has been really fun. We we watched um we were watching we were gonna watch based on this step this episode, we were gonna watch Child's Play, the original Child's Play tonight, but we watched all the franchise this weekend and decided it would be a lot more fun to to watch Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky is uh, the is best. Hilarious. So it's great. I hadn't seen it in a long time. It's, I watched it it's like, gonna oh, be so fun to watch in a group. We just need to make sure subtitles are on because I noticed last time with Sleepaway Camp, I caught a lot more with the subtitles on. And it was so much fun to like to banter it, back yeah. and forth. Yeah, I've seen that movie a ton of times and it was fun to watch with the subtitles because I didn't realize some of the things that they said. And like, plus under their the subtitles are like fucking funny. Yeah, that's great. So we have that tonight. <laughs> we have Sinister a Sunday Horror Movie Night tonight. Sunday, we're recording on Sunday. So you you guys won't listen to this until you know earlier this week or later this week, I should say. Um, but next week, I think we're going to do Return of the Living Dead. Right, because we've got some friends, some some diligent feardos that come out and ask that we put something on hold this weekend, right? Yeah, because yeah, well, Wayne was going to be out of town, so right? He's like he's like, and That's Wayne's like one of my buddies. No, I think Jake might be there tonight. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but yeah, Jake, yeah, Jake and Wayne have been coming out every week. Um, those guys are awesome. And so next week we're gonna do Return of the Living Dead. Um, yeah, it's been a been a fun been a fun little deal. I really like horror movie night. If you're a Reno fan, 
Or if you're one of our friends, come out on Sunday nights. It's so much fun. Even if you only come for half the movie or just come say hi to Chris bartending behind the bar. Um, it's a blast. And we really want to get the Reno horror community kind of together and hanging out and watching horror movies every week. So um, with all of those crazy shout outs, I think it might be time for us to uh, play a little What's the Fear? Oh, what man. What's the fear? Is it time? What the fear? Is it time? I think it's time. I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go this time. Is that all right? Yeah. Or we could do it together. No. No, because I feel like I might mess up a word. <laughs> <laughs> so you go. All right. It's time for the world's da, da, greatest da, 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 phobia-based trivia game. What the fear? You say it now. What the fear? There you go. Okay. You have to say it like that. What the fear? Yeah, yeah, you like my scat? I like your scat. That's good. I like the background. <laughs> the background while I'm while I'm doing the intro. Little did you know, I have a background in scat. Ooh, that that sounded really wrong. <laughs> Let's hope we can't find your videos online anywhere. Oh gosh. You gross. You're gross. Um, All right. Are you ready to play a little What the Fear? I'm so ready. Hold on. Let me get a sip of my coffee here. Oh, little sirens. Get ready. Oh, sirens in the background. Sipping some sirens. I like it. In this neighborhood. Yeah. Who knows? We live in a nice neighborhood. I know. Um, All right. It's time for What the Fear. And uh, if you're new to our podcast, this is our phobia-based trivia game where we, um, we give some clues. We give a phobia, we give some clues, and then you got to guess what the phobia is all about. And I tell you what, people who name phobias are assholes <laughs> um, because they rarely have, uh, you know, they're not, they're, they're not easy. No, they're just, sometimes Latin, they are. They're just Very Latin rarely, or Greek. Sometimes, yeah, I guess. Sometimes, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes they, they're like so freaking long that you're like, there's no way that they even, they didn't even pay attention. They just threw some consonants <laughs> together. No vowels. Just, it's like some sort of Nordic word. I don't know. Nordic? Nordic. Dang, the Nordic got to name these two? I think so. I did not know that. Um, All right. Are you ready for your first phobia? I was born ready. All right. Your first phobia today is Doraphobia. Doraphobia. And no, it has nothing to do with that cute little fish. Nothing. I was thinking the Explorer. Dora the Explorer. Wait, isn't Dora finding Dora? Oh, Dory. Dory, not Dora. <laughs> Dora was the backpack girl. Yep. Yeah. And Dory is the fish. Mm-hmm. The right. fish with memory loss. Now that we've had that cleared up. <laughs> um, Would you like your hint? Yeah. All right. Adoraphobic. Probably wouldn't enjoy the smell or feel of the Terminator's jacket. Hmm. What? Adoraphobic. Probably wouldn't enjoy the smell or feel. Of the Terminator's jacket. Like the, I'll be back. Yeah. The Terminator. Terminator. You know who the Terminator is. Fear of metal? No. Oh. He didn't have a metal jacket. Like a full metal jacket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my raffle. This is my raffle. Um, No, because I, I haven't seen the Terminator. Well, he just has a jacket. Like you've what never kind seen of a, a jacket? Of the Terminator? Good running. I mean, he just has a. I've le- seen him as a, a robot. He just has a leather jacket. I've seen him as a robot. He's just got a leather jacket on. So it's a fear That's of all. leather. Well, close. 
fear of bad style. <laughs> Dorophobia <laughs> is the fear of fur or animal skins. Okay. So I'm guessing anything leather, anything, you know, throw rugs that are made out of fur, um, mink coats. Well, damn it. All of you out there that are Terminator fans are just cursing my name. Arnold Schwarzenegger wore a leather. How many times have you seen a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Terminator? How many, how much attention did I pay is a better question um, to a picture I of think that the Terminator. You would, be, you would be aware enough to know. No, I notice things like. Come on. Where's your pop culture sensibilities? How have you never seen the Terminator? For, okay, let's let's get back to that real quick. How have you never seen the Terminator? Okay, so How is I'm that pretty possible. Um, you know me, right? So since I was, I, I think so. A very we. Do I really? Does anybody really know each other? I don't know. That's a different question for a different podcast. <laughs> Maybe inside of me with uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> that's one. That's a new one. Inside of you. Inside yeah. of you. <laughs> that's a great one. But anyways, um, no, I think I've seen it insofar as. It was on TNT or TBS when I was growing up and probably homesick or something. And, you know, in and out of fever, maybe watched portions of it, but have never truly sat down and actually watched any of them. But Meh. not to even know he was wearing a leather jacket. All right. He was a robot. This was a robot. He was a robot. He was a cyborg. Ah, give me my cyborg? next one. I'm hungry for more. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> Moving on from that Shame. That's that what I feel a, I right now. That was a bad Jeez. Hint. Yeah, your hint sucked. Um watch. It'll no, turn out like kidding. it'll turn out like he never wore a leather jacket and I just pictured <gasps> that in my head or something. Oh man, you didn't do your research. I mean I didn't go find the picture. <laughs> I assumed that Oh Fierdos, I'm depending no, I'm on you. I'm pretty sure that the leather jacket that he wore in Terminator uh was on display at the Hard Rock Cafe. No, Planet Hollywood that was in like Anaheim or something that I went to when I was a kid. Remember Planet Hollywood? Yeah, I remember like, Planet like Hollywood, but not literally one yeah. item that I saw at a Planet Hollywood totally ever. Remember. Well, because it was a – we went there for a uh, – Like an opening an or open, something? A premiere of Last Action Hero. Oh, which my was gosh. an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And he was there, and that uh, was – You're standing so next to Orange thing. County. It's oh, disgusting. It's All right. All right. Your uh, next phobia – shut up. Shut up, uh, high desert. Desert rats for life. Desert rat. All right, eleutherophobia. Eleutherophobia. Can you say that without the marbles in your mouth? Eleutherophobia is your next one. Eleutherophobia. What? You just changed it on me. Can you spell it? Eleutherophobia. What? You just said it different. I just said it 15 times. Yes, differently. Every single one was different. (laughs) The spelling of this word is E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-O-phobia. Eleutherophobia hmm. is my guess. Okay, and yeah, people with this phobia, Chris, what probably hate bald eagles, and they definitely hate the right to bear arms. And I guarantee you that they just hate America. What? Yeah, I bet you they hate bald eagles, right to bear arms, America. I bet you they hate Lee Greenwood songs. What the shit? Can you sing me a Lee Greenwood song for an example? I'm proud to be an American. So can you repeat all that again Mm -hmm. for me? Because I feel with this bow, you probably hate bald eagles. They probably hate the right to bear arms. Probably hate America. Uh, Probably hate the national anthem. I guarantee you they're sitting down. They're kneeling. (laughs) 
<laughs> the fact that you say all of that with like a country twang accent is the thing that cracks me up dang the old, most. Dang old, dang old. <laughs> Um, but it's not like fear of Hank Hill, right? No, no it's just not kidding. The fear of <laughs> um, uh, the fear of America or Close. Americans? No, not not quite. No, no. You can have you, this. Isn't necessarily. It's not isolated to America, but America embodies this thing the best. Freedom, freedom. It's the fear <laughs> of freedom. You are correct. It is the fear of freedom. You also sound like the. I think all them. Dangle, also, I think all them dang old liberals have a fear of freedom. You also, at some points, sound like. Sound like what? You sound like the uh, vampire from True Blood. <laughs> too. The 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 like, Aquins, like the main one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. I think that's a good. That one. was a good one, especially for Memorial Day. Thank you so oh, that's much. Right, to, I, didn't think about, I didn't even make that. I didn't even make that. Thank connection. you so much to it all you Day who weekend. have served um, to protect our freedom. That's right. You don't have a fear of freedom. No, you're out there fighting for freedom. <laughs> okay, Hank Hill. Um, good job. Thanks. Way to go. That was a fun little hint. I You've so. redeemed yourself. I like that one. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for your next one? Yeah, give your it to last me. Final, your final your final phobia of the day. Let's do it. All right. Vestiphobia. Vestiphobia. V-E-S-T-I. Phobia. V-E-S-T-I. Phobia. My, what's my hint? Uh, your hint is that these phobics would probably enjoy spending most of their time uh, at a, something like a nude beach or a nudist colony. Wait, and they're vestophobia? Vestipho- they're phobic of? Vestophobics. Vestophobics. They like to hang brain, man. These guys are all about just dangling in the wind. Is it? Uh... And the ladies... Just letting them all sway. Is it always a sway dangle? Sway and jiggle. Is it always a day for a dangle? Always a day for a dangle. Um, because these people fear clothing. That is correct. Yeah! Nicely done. Thank you. Very fun hint. Good job. Feardo Land, if you enjoyed any of those, or if you got any of those right, let us know. Or if you have any of those phobias. Oh, also let us know. if you have a fear of clothing, <laughs> send in those pictures. We want to see your phobia. Yeah, because if Drew has to go meet you entirely naked because you're so phobic, he, oh, he's okay with that. I'll do it. You're <laughs> you know what? You're right. I will absolutely like. If, I'll interview you at the nude beach in Tahoe, dude. I can already see this. It's like a Dateline, and both of you have your legs crossed with like those very um, square couches, and there's like a plant behind you, and you have a notepad just gently resting <laughs> on your lap. <laughs> And you're asking the serious questions. <laughs> oh, man. It's like when Mike Wallace, like Mike Wallace's, this was my most trying interview yes. of all time. <laughs> but can you imagine him dead ass staring into the camera, butt ass naked? <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Walters. But this has been Baba Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. We've got a fun phobia today. It's one of our heavy hitters. By the way, I didn't mention this in the beginning, but we are definitely done going A through Z yeah. in our phobias. I decided that we're going to start jumping around because I just dis- decided it'd be more fun that way. And that way we can take more listener requests 
Um, if people have things they want to hear, we can put have, up polls and they have movies that they want to pair with them. Something like that. Yeah. Polls. Um, you tell us we're going to do some want. heavy hitters, I think. So we're going to, we're going to do a heavy hitter today. Uh, one of our, I think as far as phobias go and, uh, and definitely with horror movies, it's a big one. Uh, which was actually one of our, uh, what the fears a while back too. Are you sure it's pediophobia or is it pediophobia? Pediophobia. Not pay. Pedia. P A E D I O is something different. Pediophobia. So it's pediophobia because pediophobia. it's one off of pedophobia, which is the fear, fear of, of children. children. Correct. Yeah. So we are going to do pediophobia today. Uh, pediophobia. Pediophobia. Stop saying pedia. It's not an encyclopedia. <laughs> That's so a different phobia. We're not doing that. Pediophobia. Pediophobia. All right. It's time for our phobia for today. Pediophobia. <laughs> The fear of dolls. You wanted me to be like Sugi. Yes, that was the name. Sugi Stackhouse. I could not remember her name, but I could remember her real name, which I is just, dumb. I just can't quit you, Sugi. Oh, gosh. So, don't go off with that werewolf. <laughs> Come back to me. Why are they always in opposition? Why can't we all just get along? I don't know. I enjoyed True Blood. That, that was kind of a bonkers fucking show. It had it a great a soundtrack. Bonkers too. fucking book series. Great soundtrack. Too. It did have a good ass. soundtrack. Yeah, it had some of my favorite like rockabilly guys. Yeah, like Big Sandy and the Flyright Boys was on that soundtrack. Kim Lenz. Lots of Cajun music. Yeah, lots which of is great. yeah, lots of lots of lots of Cajun music. It was good. Uh, so fear of dolls. Speaking of Cajun stuff, uh, that's a. That's a, like voodoo dolls. I didn't even think about voodoo dolls. Well, that's not week. Cajun. That's well, sorry, sorry. Haitian uh, and Creole. Creole, yeah. Um, fear of dolls. Ped pediophobia. Pediophobia. Ped, pediophobia. Pedio. Pediophobia. Pedio. Not pediophobia. <laughs> uh, this is a great one for horror movies. We all love uh, creepy dolls. I have. Uh, we've talked about this, I think, a, a couple of times, but and, and I posted up on social media this week my my uh, my family's creepy doll. Brownie creepy doll. Brownie creepy. Brownie doll. creepy doll is like a life size standing up. Uh, Doesn't she walk too? When you you're supposed move? to hold her hand and she can walk with you, but I think over the years that mechanism isn't so good anymore. Yeah, um, we would we found this thing. I guess I thought we had found it in like the '90s. My brother said they found it in the '80s, and then just started terrifying everybody with it. And it's child size too, right? It's child size. Yeah, it's about the size of like a three year old you know, <laughs> or something like that, or four year old. Shit ain't right. Um, yeah. And so Brownie Creepy Doll, we used to we used to just, we'd wake people up in the middle of the night um, or like in the morning, we'd set it up next to their bed so that, and it was just at eye level like of a bed. So we could just set it right next to it where like the, the hands were on the bed and the and eyes just looking were just looking at you. right at you. Which is already creepy when your actual child does in the morning. Oh, big time. Yeah. That is terrifying. That's why these two phobias are only one, are one, only one letter, letter apart. away. Because <laughs> they're all fucking creepy. Because the fear of dolls just comes from the fact that kids are pretty fucking creepy right no. i mean you know that's what it comes down to no it comes down to that they bear an uncanny likeness to humans oh get all technical with me that's my jab um well that was so that kind of leads me to my initial question about this phobia which is like the chicken or the egg right what came first like featuring dolls in creepy movies um, or the fear of dolls, like creating dolls in a scary light to begin with. Like we will go back to like Taki Tina in twilight zone, you know, and, and those kind of depictions back, you know, in the fifties. And then we have all these movies that came after it, which depicted dolls in this like super creepy light. Um, 
But you look back at some of those Victorian dolls and things like that, they are fucking terrifying. But kids are like carrying them and they're all, oh, these are so cute, you know? So what came first, chicken or the egg? What's, I mean, was there a phobia of dolls before we created a phobia? I mean, is that's like, is art imitating light? Life, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or is life imitating art? Exactly. And I don't know that it matters except to ask you why would it matter which came first? I'm just curious. I'm curious if because dolls but have been why? around But why? Why does it matter? For how many I mean how many I mean dolls have probably been around for as long as anybody could put some s- sticks together and create a human shape, you know, that kids would play with dolls. So, so would so, you say that we've always had a natural propens- propensity towards uh making a likeness to ourselves from an inad- inanimate things? Sure. Sure, like statue, I mean statues and and uh, Let's go even like deeper, like stuffed animals. We personify stuffed animals. Oh yeah, they have lives. They talk to us. They, you know, um, as kids. What kind of stuffed animals are talking to you, Chris? As well, Leppy. Let's let's have a conversation. Leppy, when I was sure? a kid, was my best friend, and I passed it down to my son. You know, Hudson, who loves him still, and does the same shit. You know, makes Leppy talk to his other stuffed animals and, and makes his own inner world from it. Sure, that feels really safe and connected. Um, so I don't think it's a, it's a matter of which came first. I think it, I need to know why that matters. Well, I just, I'm I'm guessing the phobia predated 1950s TV. I don't, I'm sure there was a fear. I'm sure people, you know, it's just like we say, there's literally a phobia for everything. I think going back in history, I guarantee you there's people who were creeped out by dolls before we started. So can you have this phobia without having people first? Well, no. Okay. No. Well, obviously not. Yeah. So then people like, came first. Can you have first. any phobias without people first? Right. <laughs> so like <laughs> that's your question. Um, but – have to have brains to create our phobias. Right. Um, so I, you know, I don't know that that matters so much as to what it is that causes this kind of dissonance, this kind of off feeling when it comes to something that as children, their likenesses provide us a lot of comfort and a lot of companionship. Like, when does it turn for us um, is a an a easier question, I think, for me to answer. Well, I think it takes something familiar, too. It's, it takes something that's familiar to us as children. Right. And it's like that scene in Poltergeist with the clown, right? The, the, where where it takes something that's that's kind of fun. Innocuous. And, and, yeah. And, and, and then makes it super fucked up and creepy. Dangerous. You know? uh, but I think dolls, because they look like us and because anything that looks like us in our brains has that potential to be alive right. right? or is one step from being alive. Right. You know, because it looks like us and we create our dolls to, you know, children's toys and stuff to be as close to, to real as possible. Right. Right. They, they laugh and they cry and they shit and they, piss yeah, some they, of them. Yeah. <laughs> poop and pee. And like, why do we want to clean that up? Like, I don't, I mean, maybe I, Obviously, there's value in teaching it, but like maybe hand them a child that needs some comfort, like an actual child. You know, there's in Nevada alone, there's like 300 children in the adoption system that could use a little cuddling and so are you, TLC. Are you calling so. out the toy, the toy industry right now? Because, yeah. Because they, they need to be uh, encouraging more adoption and less dolls. Well, I think we should just I don't be, know if that's a hard stand you really. I just think really, we should be encouraging more human to human interaction, you know, and, and less human to thing. But these things look like they look like. Mm-hmm people and they and they try to make them to act like people and and nowadays with the with kind of tech savvy stuff dolls are even more crazy like they can, oh yeah they can download them 
you know, download stuff onto them and, you know, Wi-Fi and all kinds of crazy shit. Right. And at a certain point, you know, the, the way that something, it's almost like on a graph, like the way that something is very familiar to us in terms of, um, the, the comfort that it provides, um, versus how human like it is on the bottom end of that graph. As one goes up with the other, there is a point where it reaches the on the graph that it's it's no longer comfortable and it immediately drops. So, for instance, like um, as we see human likeness increase, like say uh, an industrial robot, you know, not mm-hmm. a whole lot of familiarity or characteristics that are that are human. Just metal arms, just, kind of yeah, moving just and doing things. a human robot, no you face, know, you know, not a face necessarily, right? A- um, even like. Wally couldn't be considered Wally. that because he is too humanistic. He has human facial features. You right. know, the first 16 minutes of that movie has absolutely no speech. Right. Because it's all facial communication, right. but robots don't have the ability to do that. So, you know, real true robots. Um, or do they? Or do they? Um, but as as that human likeness um, and <clears throat> um, familiarity continues moving, uh, like moving up. If something moves, it kind of increases its familiarity with humans more, right? Whereas something that's very still um, doesn't increase a lot. So like say a stuffed animal, its familiarity kind of levels off at about 50, 50%, you know, 50% familiar, 50% human-like right. because we can only project so much of human things onto that. But you get something like a doll that walks with you and is human-like, right? So that's going to be very high on the familiarity scale and very high on the human-like scale where there comes a point where that rapidly drops off for us and it becomes fucking creepy how similar they are to humans um, and also arouse this intense feeling of intellectual uncertainty as if they're really alive. Wow. And I think that's, you know, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, anything that's going to be the, the more familiar it gets, the more just the creepier it gets. Right. Right. And I think there's, there's, there's just something in our brains that say that that shit ain't right. Right. It's, it's like, uh, corpses. So think way, way back when, uh, folks used to take corpse, corpse family photos. If a family member would die, there's something about that that is not quite human. And we wonder, are they still really alive yeah. you know is there something still life like inside, yeah. inside? Um, it arouses that uncertainty intellectually so so fear of dolls in a way is very similar to like our fear of like zombies and things like yes, that it has zombies. a very similar kind of connection by the way your phone's causing feedback in the thing I oh I'm sorry that's what I was pointing at I don't have it on airplane I'm sorry I needed um, that um, that graph to kind of help myself explain it so yeah. I'm sorry for the feedback no though. no no I, I could just hear it in mine I don't know if you could hear it on the recording or not but we'll see um but yeah, I think there's like it's that weird zombie fear of dolls. Like there's just it's 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 something it's an uneasiness that's yeah that shouldn't be. Um, and so in our heads we create that like fear of it could all of a sudden just reanimate, you like know, it could come to life. Like um, other things that fall in this category are like um, some really well made prosthetic limbs that you know are inanimate objects that like emulate the characteristics of living things or tissues or being, um, there's something about that that creates what's called the uncanny valley syndrome, um, which is this uneasiness with things that are human-like, but also inanimate. 
Um, and th- there's just this this general uneasy feeling that is caused by our brains with these types of things. The uncanny valley. The uncanny valley, um, which mm, is I like that. this was be a cool name for like a movie, right? Ooh, this ooh, this was um, actually coined by a Japanese roboticist. Um, uh, for the feeling of discomfort um, that aroused when he created things that were very similar to humans, like but not stuff. quite humans. And he said um, that it felt like it was unnerving that we don't quite know what they'll do because they're not human, right? but right. they feel human. Well, and that's just going to become more and more of a thing mm-hmm. as, 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 AI advances. as AI advances and atomic. So, this is a specific subsection of automatonophobia. Right. And automatonophobia is is everything from statues to mannequins it's, to robots. It's to literally the fear dolls, right? of inanimate yeah, the fear of inanimate objects that wrongly emulate characteristics of living living beings is automatonophobia. And, and we'll and we'll probably and I think, you know, and a lot of these individual parts of automatonophobia have their own phobias. Right. So especially with 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 horror movies, it's great to pair them up like individually like we won't talk about puppets much right because we would love to discuss that separately there's a lot of um robustness to uh the the overarching autonotomophobia characteristic um phobia like our friend angelica uh and fellow feardo um she struggles with autonotomophobia and when i read about this uncanny valley syndrome as i kind of researched you know, the specific dolls won the most. Um, I realized that this may play a role, like her brain's perception of um, statues, statues and statues specifically for her. Statues her specifically. Statues. statues, which is which is really interesting. I was talking to somebody last night about this, and they were like, People have a fear of statues. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. But life like same phobia, the feet, phobia. the you know, the more um human like they were, the more uneasy. And and she said it, it was like the gods. It's right. Because like, they're bigger than, you know, statues right. are typically bigger than the actual person or bigger than the, you know, they and it's like that feeling of having that. And she actually uh, she she commented on a post this week, so she knows she was excited that we were doing dolls because it kind of is, is I know and similar I, to her phobia. I thought about her as as I was re- researching this and just thinking, okay, so this isn't necessarily like a phobia that was learned over time. It's something that our brain perceives, right? Um, because of the uncanny likeness of these things. You know, if if a well if a sculpture is well done, it can feel and look like skin and be very lifelike and stone is not supposed to be skin. You know, that's very dissonant to our brains. Do you remember the, the bodies exhibit? Yeah. Did you ever go to it? No, but I always wanted so to. So I went to the one in, in Chicago years ago when it came through Chicago and, and you know, that's an interesting one because, because they took all the systems out. That right? would fall in the corpse part yeah, of the uncanny they, Valley they made, though. They made the, the, like, they would take like the whole, um, nervous system. system or nervous system or whatatever and they would separate it out and whatever they and used dye to it. congeal it and then put them in like running positions mm-hmm. or riding a horse or that one was so all cool the muscle just muscles right just, yeah. just all the muscles and 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 so in a way that's like it doesn't look like us but, but they it made is it, they made it so that from they, us they, they all looked like us you know they are they're doing normal activities right but yet have no skin and no dude that's crazy. I can totally see that how that definitely kind of falls fall in that uncanny valley. We had a friend that that she almost passed out in the middle and had to had to leave. 
Yeah. And like we see on the other side of the uncanny valley as things start to go up, you know, the highest level of getting out of the uncanny valley is actually, you know, a healthy human being that we can actually relate like, hey, these are things a healthy human being supposed to do. Um, But as you slide back down into that valley, um, it gets more and more difficult for our brains to understand if this object is truly living or not. Ooh. So, and so, yeah, there's really, there's really some, um, some valid brain things going on um, during the perception of the fear of dolls and the fear of lifelike things. <clears throat> and of course, with any sort of phobia, um, it has to be persistent, excessive, and unreasonable, causing significant distress and impairment in daily functioning. Um, a lot of times folks with this particular phobia with dolls will note that the starry eyes um, really give them goosebumps because like they are eyes. right because they're <laughs> they're lifelike just enough, but also dead cold and hard cold exactly and there's dead something like a doll there's eyes. just something inherently unnerving about that um and and sets our brain alarm and and our systems go off like be fucking careful. This is like, this is uncool, <laughs> basically. So um, back, in, back in my hometown uh, of San Clemente, uh, I happened upon an article this week that introed with something that happened there a few years ago, which was an older lady, um, Some for some reason, thought it would be really sweet to create dolls that looked like the children in the neighborhood. And then left them as a present on the porch of that family's home. And people were super fucking confused as if it was a threat. Freaking creeped out because, like, all of a sudden, here's a doll that looks like my daughter on the porch with no, like, other information just sitting there on the porch. And people fucking lost their shit and got so freaked out. Um, Which is, I guess it went on for a while until she realized, like, I oh, read it in the man. paper or something. When this people, people think this out. is weird, and why? Like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just, trying to do a nice thing. Like, but yeah, can you imagine like getting a doll that looked just like you on your well, yeah, nothing, with no context? Yeah, you're not sure. Like, that's a great horror. That's a great basis for a horror movie too. Is this a threat? The Uncanny Valley, Ooh, and you could oh, set, already, set it I'm in already, the San already. Fernando Valley, and Ooh. all that shit. Perfect. Yes, right on. See, we're coming up with a script. Yep, there it is. Script's done. I've um, already written it. But yeah, so again, we kind of we kind of see Trademark. this uncanny valley um, appear more in adults. So it has something to do with as the brain develops, um, it develops a discrepancy between living and non-living, right? So as we begin to understand permanency and death and life, um, and as living things tend not to or non-living things tend not to have as much um human-like characteristics when we're older you know we don't play with dolls and inanimate things well, well some of us might. yourself i don't know um i'm just saying um i have my lester doll right here yeah that's true i can't Actually, i can't say car. that so i redact he's but car, um bring him to sinister sundays um uh, with us <laughs> i know but he's a puppet so it's a little he's, different. He's a ventriloquist dummy, it's it's so I'm, under uh, autonomophobia, but it's under its little separate umbrella as well. Um, so it's actually very common. The uncanny valley is um, often seen in adults, um, largely unstudied. Uh, it varies widely across cultures. So some cultures, dolls play such an important role in the grief process that um, the more 
lifelike they are, um, the more meaningful it is. Mm. And so there's kind of this reverse uncanny valley for some cultures. Um, like uh, in Guatemalan um, Guatemala, Guatemalan wa- worry dolls um, are very sacred items for children. Um, and this was a tradition of the Highland Mayans, so dates way, way, way back. Hmm. Um, so there's something going on there. I, I wasn't really able to find any studies in terms of what may trigger the uncanny ballet syndrome. I also didn't dive too deep into it because I know we're going to revisit it with some of these other phobias too. Um, but I, within an autonomophobia. Yeah, I wonder, I'd be curious to see like cultures that are more myth-based cultures too, that, that like have a lot of uh, symbolism and kind of worship maybe idols or altar at, 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 I mean, at idols and things like that, that, that are representative of other things, mm-hmm. whether this is more common or less common, um, than like a culture like our, like ours, that's, that's less based on that. Um, because I would suspect in cultures where I guess it could go either way, maybe you're more comfortable with those kind of things. If you were in a myth-based culture that had that kind of, or, or the culture that really, that really centered around statues and symbols and things that were meant to uh, show like human-like characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was more prevalent. Or, or you could be more afraid. Maybe you have more fear of them because I would think it would be a lot. I would right? think it would. Or they have, they have a spirit embodied in the them. The symbol so they, is embodied within right. the item. Or what about, what about voodoo dolls? Like it's another one where there's doll, a doll represents an image a of a person. A soul and a spirit. A soul, a spirit, something that, you know. It holds, a, it wields a ton of power um, over an individual. Right. So, you know, dolls bearing that likeness or bearing the DNA of someone within voodoo could cause a lot of damage right. per se. Right. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of interesting um, ways to kind of weave this in and out of various cultures. I need to dive a little bit further, but like I said, there's going to be an opportunity to do that with, you know, fear of statues and right. fear of, you can dig into, yeah. fear of, you know, robots and, you know, whatever else we do with this. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to just leave everybody with that like fun nugget of the uncanny Valley um, and think Hashtag about fun nugget. Hashtag fun nugget um, for your brains. Fun nugget um, for your brains. So, you know, um, with regards to like case studies, I found one actually um, based out of India from a medical student um, doing her dissertation. And it was actually um, a fear of dolls study. Uh, in 2015, um, there was a 12-year-old Hindu girl who had expressed this exacerbated fear um, that caused significant impairment and distress in her everyday functioning of dolls. Um, so, you know, these dolls really, she would avoid them. She, it would cause intense screaming and crying. And um, the parents tried repeated things to kind of persuade her to enjoy a doll, you know, like a child would throughout the years. And she just never did. So, um now, I will preface this by saying that they may have different standards of practices in India. Um, so I myself may not have chosen the following. The method? This method. particular method? Um, I feel like it was a little bit deceptive of them. Um, it was more sink or swim of a motive as, as exposed. Did you lock uh, in a room with a bunch of dolls? <sighs> kind of. And um, it was very Moripovich. Very in my Maury opinion, well, we all, we learned we all have a little more. We all have a little more Povich in us now. So. It, now the outcome was fine, but I just don't know if I necessarily agree with the method. I would have tried a more graded exposure, you know, something um, that was a little bit more graduated, providing some coping mechanisms to the child who's growing do? up. Um, so. <laughs> 
So they called this. Uh, supposed to be bad. They called this therapist, and um, the mom explained that the daughter felt like this particular doll in the house had scintillating eyes, which I thought was an interesting word. Scintillating, scintillating eyes, okay. and I don't know if that was a translation. Um, thing into English, but that was an interesting phrase. Um, and this particular doll was kept in a case in the house and the child would avoid being within eyesight of the doll at all costs. Um, since age four brought in at age 12. So, um, feels like somebody's watching large me. amounts of childhood anxiety have been, um, directly linked or correlated, I should say, um, to an increased risk of psychological disorders in the future. So bear in mind, that's a large part of her brain development period from four to 12. Um, and so mom brought the daughter in, um, brought the doll into the therapy uh, session without the child knowing. So brought it to the therapist beforehand. Um, so the doll was there. Child did not, I know I seeing your eyes, you're, you feel me, you feel me dog. Um, uh, and, um, the mom and the child started the therapy session off. Then the mom left. Um, the doll came in, the doll was left in the room with the screaming child alone by herself, by herself. No therapist. No, no just one. Lock the door. Just lock the door. Damn. Her and the doll, 15 minutes of screaming and crying. Um, that is some Mori Povich shit. She kept, well, well, this was the thing. The therapist said, I want you to keep your eyes closed. Um, and so the child was supposed to keep her eyes closed before she brought the doll in, right? And the child mentally and emotionally knew the doll was going to be in the room, so began crying, kept her eyes closed. The doll sat in the chair, kept her eyes closed, crying, screaming, crying, screaming for 15 minutes with her eyes closed. While the doll was in the room wow. with her alone, right? Opens her eyes after 15 minutes and says, or no, she, after 15 minutes says, can I open my eyes? And then once um, she opened her eyes, she never feared the doll again. Um, it was the antis sheer anticipation. That the doll was going to do something to of her. Of the doll being in there and her being helpless or, or you know, it coming alive and it was the sheer anticipation of that happening that caused her such intense anxiety. And after that, she never had a problem again, according to this document. So I'm just strap you to the roof of the house and we'll see if it works. Yeah, right? Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. I'll fucking kill you. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. That's a threat. That's a threat. So yeah, when we when we think about like movies and how they capitalize on this cognitive dissonance with human humanoid things, um, it it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, why the brain just does not like it when things could possibly be moving behind our backs that shan't be moving. Well, this is the basis for just a ton of really fun horror movies and lots of great creepy scenes and episodes of shows and so good. Um, Fear of Dolls is is a, just it's prevalent all the way through the history of cinema um, and, and history in general. Yeah, yeah I have absolutely. so many notes on some fun, creepy dolls from history that we'll get to during the movie section. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So we'll, I think we'll go right into let's do some honorable mentions real quick. OK. Yeah, so honorable mentions that we got, um, you know, all the way through the history of cinema, there's just been these these great characters within uh, 
all of our horror movies. Um, dolls are just creepy, man. Capitalizing on the, you know, weird likeness to human beings. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, honorable mentions, we had to, what I, you know, talked about earlier, Talkie Tina, mm-hmm. um, you know, aired on November 1st, 1963. And it's one of the first Twilight Zone episodes I ever saw um, growing up. Did it scar you for life? And uh, no, it was, I actually just liked it. I loved Twilight Zone when I was a kid. Like I really enjoyed it. They didn't, they creeped me out, but they weren't like, you know, Twilight Zone's just, it's not scary, scary. It's just kind of, they're just kind of, you know, ooh, you know, creepy. Um, but I'll never forget like just, you know, I'm talking Tina and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Um, and Telly Sabalas with his, you know, shiny bald head as the dad, you know, just freaking out on this freaking doll. Um, you know, former Bond villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was know, cool to see that mental breakdown. Kojak, 1970s star, T- Telly Sabalas. Um, just a great episode. And then when we had our little creepy doll, brownie creepy doll, we always, my brother would always hold it up. And, you know, we were at my grandma's house and be like, I'm talking Tina and I'm going to kill you. You know, that was, so that was something that when I was growing up, that was kind of an, part of that culture, you know, that episode. What about last year in our um Halloween decorations how we did the haunted playground? Oh yeah. And we had like some of those pictures kids everywhere that so, we burned all right, and like side note, so our kids like I, I'm pretty sure they think we're the most jacked up people in the world because we were like we're like decorating full blown for Halloween last year and we Where did we go? We decided we decided okay, all right boys, let's hop in the car. We're going to try to go find some decorations Goodwill. at the good at Goodwill and secondhand stores, right? So we show up and they're like, okay, what should we look for, Dad? And I'm like, well, creepy dolls. Try to find some creepy dolls. And so they're going around. I'm like, Barbies, it doesn't matter what it is. Just my just favorite cool husband. Dolls. This one's naked. This one's naked. And I go, that's <laughs> even better. And my older son looks at me and goes, What is wrong with you? <laughs> and it just like dawned on me, like, oh, I guess that is kind of weird. Oh, whoops. That's odd. And but what was even worse was when we got home, I'm like, hey kids. You want to light these on fire in the backyard? <laughs> you want to melt these? Because <laughs> we melted them down and made their face all like squished up. With lighter fluid? With lighter fluid. And they're like <laughs> you guys ruined my good baking pans oh, too. man, that was awesome. That was kind of fun. And they turned out really cool. Memories. We, we, made a, we made a playground in the front yard with like a, a sandbox and put all the yeah. dolls. Yeah, what was really sandbox. funny, it was like at, right outside their windows too. And yeah, Hudson would like, like freak purple. himself out. You could see the uncanny valley working oh, in yeah. his mind. So creepy. He loved it, but he hated it at the same time. So Twilight Zone Takitina, one of our honorable mentions for sure. Um Another one is uh, so there was a mini series that sh- that that aired in the seventies, nineteen seventy five, and it was a horror anthology. It was a three part horror anthology, all starring uh, Karen Black. And Karen Black, you will know as the as Mother Firefly from House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, okay. Um, the blonde kind of kind of mm-hmm. bimboy. She kind of played the the you know the the mom. She passed away actually uh, not too long ago. Um, <laughs> But she was in the, yeah House of a Thousand Corpses. But she was but the part of the trilogy. So it was three separate movies, like kind of mini movies, right? Um, and the part of the trilogy that uh, that preyed on on this phobia was called uh, Amelia, and it featured a wooden Zuni warrior doll that was like I don't know how big, like inhabited with maybe, the spirit of some yeah, like voodoo 12, priest, a voodoo, yeah, like a, a, of a of a Zuni warrior. Um, and it comes to life and just wreaks havoc. Oh, and like stabs and like so creepy. It. It's a rad little again movie though. It's super, super fun. Um, so if you haven't seen trilogy of terror, that's really fun. And then honestly, I don't know that anybody, a lot of people don't even pay attention to the other two episodes of that, 
that's the one that always gets brought up. Right. Is the Zuni warrior. Uh, because novel. that one is the one I think the most folks can kind of relate to that creepy feeling of, well, if I had that thing in my house, I'd kind of be like, yeah. is that shit going to come alive yeah. too? It was, it's, it's really a fun though, especially for like mid seventies. It has like some cool, uh, I don't know if it's animation or if it's claymation. I can't remember. I, haven't, I didn't watch it this week, but I can't remember. How they I didn't did it, watch it cool. this week. Um, and then I talked about doing dolls, right? Because dolls, the Stuart Gordon movie from 1987, one of your favorites. Yes. You like that Hilarious. one. Hilarious. Um, and I love Stuart Gordon. And I, I really wanted to focus on that one. But technically, they're puppets. They're marionettes, I believe. And I was talking about it with with Naylor last night. And she was like, no, 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 they're dolls. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was a puppet maker. Because I, I went and read through some of the synopsises and stuff. So I decided not to do it. Do in the a, words a real of, focus on it, but either way, they could be either. I mean, in the words of Joe Bob, Google that fucker. Google that fucker. Yeah, exactly. Google that fucker. Um, but either way, Dolls is a great movie, even if it is puppets. Um, and of course, we will dive into puppets at some point, big time, because a puppet master, magic. Um, there's a ton of puppet movies. Oh my gosh, there's a Tales from the Crypt episodes. Puppet there's master, Twilight Zone episodes. The Last Reich. Um, there's a lot of good ones. The last right. I love that one. The new one, the new puppet master was great. It was so funny. I had Barbara Crampton in it, uh, as a, as a cop. Um, and then of course there's the big one, right? The big one that's been the last few years, um, from the conjuring series, the worst one was Annabelle and Annabelle was based on a real doll, mm -hmm. which was a raggedy Ann doll that, um, that Ed and Lorraine Warren, the paranormal, uh, investigators. And you have some connection to them, don't you? Yeah. Well, I met them. I met them in LA years ago. I was working for an organization that did research on cults and, and, and the occult, um, which was a really fun job. Like I just spent my time researching cults and, and occultic stuff. Um, and they were at an event and I can't remember what the event was exactly. It was like 2000, 2001 and met them and actually talked to them a bit, um, kind of interviewed them a little bit for a research thing that we were doing for the organization because we got a lot of questions about them because they were very popular, um, and you know, a lot of people just say they're just straight up frauds. I found them to be nice enough people. Um, they were probably just frauds. Nice people were, can be frauds too. They can be frauds too. Um, you know, but, but part of me actually genuinely believe they believe that they were with what they, in what they were doing. Well, so, to be a really good fraud, you, you gotta, have to. yeah, you gotta convince yourself, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, so, so this doll, the Annabelle doll, that's the doll that Annabelle was based on. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren kept in their private collection. They had this private collection of, of like possessed memorabilia or whatever possessed stuff that was in like this museum kind of thing in their, at their, at their house on the East coast. Um, but the Annabelle movies, you know, obviously play that up a little bit more and made Annabelle a lot creepier than a raggedy Ann doll. Mm -hmm. She's got, she's, she's a pretty terrifying fucking doll. <laughs> she's awful. Um, and they're fun. You know, I like them. Annabelle, I liked The Conjuring. The You're Conjuring making was a good movie. the eh. yeah, it's okay. Um, you know, it's I've never been like super super in love with them, but they're fun movies. The Conjuring movie was really fun. Annabelle was was okay. Annabelle creation was terrible. <laughs> they kind of went down, started going kind of down. As down and there's as a new one a lot coming of them out this year. Too. Annabelle something is coming out this year. There's another Annabelle movie coming out. This Annabelle year, so. coming again. Um, but it's but it's it's. Again, they're creepy freaking doll. I mean, creepy doll movies are never going to go out of style nope. because they're they're just because the uncanny valley, the uncanny exists. valley, right? They they prey on our they prey on the fact that they just are fucked up. Like mm -hmm. we don't like them, uh, we don't want them around. I don't, don't like it. Them. I don't trust it. 
I don't want it around. So a wound. Check out those for your your fear of doll fetishes out there. Um, pediophilias. Oh gosh, I have Pedi- so, I have some fun pediophilia. Oh yeah, you have a list of stuff um, for so, you, right? Yeah, this so, has to do with possessed dolls, right? So uh, in in my studies of fun facts uh, along this journey. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun fear facts. We don't have we don't have a a, a jingle for that. Our whole, our whole show is fun facts. Right? Um, so um, there is actually a possessed doll Etsy page. And mind you, these things are not cheap, right? Um, and it really kind of peaked uh, in 2015. Even NPR did a study on these possessed doll Etsy pages. I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah, yeah there's I'm probably. But it came out in 2014. So there cool. apparently is a huge market for people wanting to connect with the spirits within a doll. And so, of course, this is like highly unregulated. You don't really know what kind of spirit you're getting. You can get like an evil one. You can get like <laughs> maybe no spirit. Like it's a it's a bad spirit. Um, you get a lemon. No one cares. It's a blind bag. Right? It's a blind bag. Yeah, no, um, you really can't verify. Behind door number one. Right? You can't verify the hauntedness of, um, you know, what's inhabiting it. And um, rank Warren could. Right. Oh, she just passed away a couple weeks but, ago. So there's a couple of podcasts that do a really good job kind of highlighting this as well, too. Um, the McElroy boys uh, on the My Brother, My Brother. McElroy. Ma- McElroy. 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 Um, on the, the My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast. Um, my Brother, My Brother and Me. Mm-hmm. Justin, one of the brothers, or me, um, created a segment called The Haunted Doll Watch that actually highlights some of these dolls like each week on their podcast. Nice. And the stories behind them and so i've actually kind of um taken a few of the favorite ones um that you can see on um some possessed some possessed doll etsy pages and sometimes at local little museums um so i've kind of created a fun little list um give us that list also too i want to find out about about these possessed dolls how can i own one also too um the this podcast is haunted podcast on episode 42 they did an episode on dolls and talk a lot about some of these like haunted doll legends that i'll mention okay too. so we have my brother my brother and me mm-hmm. podcast and we have haunted this haunt this podcast is haunted this podcast is haunted episode 42 is the dolls one so Fun. um so yeah i'm gonna kind of Go through a little bit of doll lore. Some you may be able to find on the Haunted Doll FC pages for not cheap amounts of money. Um, how, how, how not cheap are we talking here? Oh, my God. There, some of them are like thousands. So not cheap. Um, and there is a big market movement I mean, for this. I don't know. Somebody said, do you want a car or do you want do you a want haunted doll? possessed doll? So let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about Letta, the 200 or more year old childlike doll um, covered in wool with real human hair. Ooh, real human that hair. Always makes it a little 200 better. plus years old, right? So we're talking about a long fucking time ago. And um, it was actually found while um, someone was taking a kind of like a cross country um, hike or a walking trip and found a, a deserted home in Australia. Um, oh, that's the brought best. it home. Um, dogs feared it. Uh, guests swore that they saw it move physically. Um, once they could not remove it from their vehicle, it would not, uh, like they were going to go sell it or give it away and it would not allow it to like it, like stuck to the car. Wow. Um, and, uh, so that's a fun one. You can, you Stage can buy that too. Clinger. Right. Um, 
Also, Charlie the Doll, um, which allegedly is Scratch Children at Night. Um, that one's actually available at an oddity shop near Salem, uh, Massachusetts. Well, that's a good that's yeah. a good place for it. Yeah. I really want to go to Salem. They have yeah. a huge their Halloween like festival every year. I bet that's like amazing. One of the best things in the world. Um also too, there's um there's a person, I don't know if it's a male or female, um, or whatever Spirit. you identify as Demon. um that has a haunted doll gang um you know it's eight haunted dolls that were surrendered to this collector uh, and this collector keeps a camera on them 24 7 so you can actually buy like access to watching these dolls um uh, do they ever move uh they have a couple of of that reels seems like, that seems like quite the racket right like just just uh just some dolls they're just uh oh oh did you see nope oh wait, right maybe no i don't think i Maybe he didn't move. So one of so. one of my favorite ones that I found was actually Ruby, Ruby the doll. Um, allegedly, uh, when you held her, she made you nauseous. Um, and my first thought was, wait, what? What she stuffed with? Because depending upon how old <laughs> she is, she could possibly be stuffed with something that physically would make you nauseous if you held her so that would be my first question right um also that's really <laughs> sad like someone get, it's like it's like the in game of thrones with um the baratheon girl and someone gave her um uh a doll that had the oh yeah that the, the, the crackling the, the, the rock thing. disease yeah, the yeah in thing, it, whatever it was right called. so really fucked up guys um but ruby's out there she's actually uh available um and her home calls, uh, she calls the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal in the Occult Home. Nice. Um, well, that so that like one's a fun. fun museum. Where's right? that at? Uh, it's traveling. Well, I know, but where's that right now? <laughs> I don't I know. I want to go to there. I don't know. Um, well, also, if you really want to know somewhere to go for some really awesome dolls, um, the Island of Dolls in the oh yes, Colim the Colimico Cali canal system excuse me uh basically south of mexico city uh -huh. um this, this is place. an island that's completely covered by broken and decaying dolls that were placed there by julian santana Bereda, who pleased them there to um appease the spirit of a drowned girl oh man i love that um apparently when you're on the island you can hear them whispering to you um super creepy i want to go to there don't take anything from it and then finally, um, this one is my perfect segue into our feature film, um, Robert the Doll, um, who actually inspired the uh, Child's Play movie. He is a life-size doll. He was Robert the doll. Robert the doll. Well, I, I might dispute that that was the inspiration, but he was maybe made one of the inspirations. One of the inspirations. He was made by you know what the biggest inspiration was my buddy, my <laughs> buddy. My buddy no, no, no. The the doll possession possession story. Um, so it's a life size doll uh, made by a German toy company that was actually wearing a real child's sailor suit. Um, its expressions actually they reported its expressions changed, um, and that the doll um, would move on its own actively. Um, let's see. So. Um, so Robert the doll. Robert the doll. Up like a little sailor boy. Um, Gene, who was his his child, um, his swore, child. right? Swore that Robert talked to him um and told Gene that Gene was the one that unleashed uh Robert's powers by blaming his childhood misdeeds on Robert. Uh, so there's that connection, right? It. Um 
Apparently, Robert was responsible for a lot of accidents, broken bones, and eventually financial ruin of the family, um, and is now uh, locked in a case in Key West, in a Key West museum. Nice. There you go. I like it. Yeah. So those dolls and more can be available to you. Um, Just on the eBay. On on, on the, the Etsy. Oh, Etsy. Etsy or eBay? Etsy, eBay too, but the the Etsy one is what um, I think they did a study on. I thought Etsy had to be like handmade stuff that was like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't but know. It's I believe it's on both. Anyways, there's a big market for it. Go out there. Uh, check dolls. out the My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast. They actually have on their website like kind of a list of the ones that they break down every week and the stories of the dolls. That's so rad. It's it's so good. It. Um so now I want yeah. to see me some possessed dolls. We're, right? I'm going to go find me that traveling that traveling. Well, we're going to talk about the best possessed doll right yeah, now. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you got to do it, right? I mean, this is the one and, and Pretty I got to say it's probably the one that uh, it, it impacted me the most growing up because it was the Agreed. first, it was the first horror movie that I ever snuck and saw with buddies. And well, I don't even know if we snuck and saw it because his parents like didn't give a shit. So he's one of those parents, but, but your parents fourth, did fourth grade child's play three had just come out and we watched one, two and three in one night. In fourth grade, so ten years old, probably nine, ten years old. Mm. Um, but of course, that's going to be our feature presentation, right? Our feature presentation for today, 1988's Child's Play. And now our feature presentation. That's right, Jack. Chucky's back. There's nothing innocent about Child's Play. You remember all the ads for? Every every remake, like every or every uh, not remake, every sequel, like mm-hmm. every, the, the ads were always so freaking hilarious. The one liners, those were those so were great gold. Uh, so Child's Play, nineteen eighty eight, um, and the Child's Play franchise, because we'll just talk, we'll talk. We all we, of them. we watched, we watched all. Uh, well, I watched five of the 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 six that I had yesterday. Um, <laughs> On one s- through five. Um, so all the way up through Seed of Chucky, I started Curse of Chucky. I think it's called Curse of Chucky, uh, the sixth one. But it was morning, Cult but of never, Chucky. No, Cult of Chucky is the most recent one oh, gotcha. that came out in 2017, which I've seen. Um, but that one's not in that little box set, so I didn't watch that Okay. One. Um, and then, of course, the brand new one's coming out, the, which is a totally separate writer, totally separate. Nobody from the originals are associated with it at all. Um, so we'll see how that one is. Although it does have Super Smoking Hot, uh, what's her name from Parks and Rec. Um, oh, what's her name? I can't think of her name. I've got it written down here somewhere. Audrey, Aubrey. Aubrey, yeah. Um, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, yeah. Um, and Mark Hamill plays the voice of Chucky <laughs> in that as well, which uh, that's kind of badass too. <laughs> so let's uh, give a quick synopsis of the original here. Uh, gunned down by Detective Mike Norris, played by Chris Sarandon, uh, dying murderer Charles Lee Ray, voiced by or uh, played by Brad Dorif, Um that guy's in everything, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I, I had no idea how much stuff that guy was actually in until I looked up his like IMDb. But he uses black magic to put his soul inside a doll named Chucky, which actually the doll wasn't named Chucky. The doll was named the Good Guy Doll, and Chucky was the nickname of Charles. And so. and the Good Guy Doll also had available uh, artillery, such as the the Good Guy Uzi. Uzi. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that on the wall when we <laughs> it was in the like, toy store. It was like the good guy archery set, the good guy knife, the good guy Uzi. Yeah, what? up on the wall, just just like the good guy. It's part of the good. It's one of the good guys. Like because uh, this is what the good guy needs. He, he comes with. He needs an Uzi. You know, every kid needs an Uzi. 
I mean, why not? Um, so he uses black magic to put his soul inside a doll named Chucky, which Karen Barclay, played by Catherine Hicks from uh, Seventh Heaven, um, then buys for her young son, Andy, played by Alex Vincent. When Chucky kills Andy's babysitter, the boy realizes the doll is alive and tries to warn people, but he's institutionalized. Now Karen must convince the detective of the murderous doll's intentions before Andy becomes Chucky's next victim. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Tense. Such a tense. Uh, directed by Tom Holland, who did Fright Night mm. and Thinner. Um, and lots of similarities. Thinner. Lots of similarities to Fright Night and a couple of other movies that Tom Holland did, whereas there was like a divorced single mom, uh, kids seeing weird shit and nobody believes them. They Do you to, think like, he's trying them. to process childhood trauma? Something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. but um, And then it was written by uh, Don Mancini, who wrote all seven of the sequel, like all seven of the movies. Um, the only one that he's not involved in is this new one that's coming out next month, coming out in June. Um, he's not involved with it, has been open about like how he was not interested in doing a remake. Um, so this one's a remake of the original. Have you seen the previews? Yeah, it looks kind of fun. I mean, they're different. It's different. You know, they've got... It's like a buddy doll instead of a good guy doll. Right. I'm sure, there's some copyright shit that they had to go through, and um, you know the doll looks Chucky looks different a little bit, um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I always kind of like giving things the benefit it'll be, of the doubt. It'll we'll be see. interesting to see it uh, using CGI because, like, of how advanced the CGI oh, yeah. is now. Which, you know, honestly, you know? that kind of sucks to me. I like watching the old kind of effects, right? And stuff. Like in the original, um, the original they, they used a, they used some animatronics. They used some mid, sorry, not midgets, little people. Um, what's the proper proper nomenclature? <laughs> um, and they used some some kids too, like running around as Chucky. Um, so they used all kinds of stuff to get you know the the, the right, human like yeah, look, the, the features or whatever. Um, but yeah, but Don Mancini wrote. Uh, I've, I've listened to him on a couple of podcasts, and he talks about you know the franchise and stuff like that. But um, but he wrote all seven. He wrote Child's Play, Child's Play Two, Child's Play Three. Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky. Um, but he, nobody in the in the production was interested in doing a remake. So hmm. whoever did the remake, you know, whoever owns the rights, I guess, the studio or whatever, uh, you know, got a script for a remake and, and now they're redoing it. So um, we'll see how that goes. But like I said, this was the first thing that I remember as a kid. We rented one, two, and three um, with my buddy. And his parents were just one of those oblivious parents who just didn't give a shit. Um, so we watched all three of those. No wonder you guys have such foul language. Yeah, they do have some of that. And actually, you know, I let the boys watch it. And I didn't, I didn't remember that the original had him. Like Hudson like, loved watching it this weekend with us. The first thing that Chucky says in Child's Play is, You filthy bitch, you stupid slut. I'll teach you to fuck with me. <laughs> I remember when that came on, I was like, uh, maybe my seven-year-old shouldn't be watching this. You're a terrible parent. I'm a parent. I'm a terrible parent. Terrible (laughs) parent. Um, clearly a terrible parent. Um, but, uh, but during the initial release, uh, it got a lot of, a lot of bad press. Criticism. Oh man. It was crazy. They had like protests and. Could it have been the Uzi? uh, The Uzi? I don't think so. No, back then everybody, every kid had an Uzi. I had a toy Uzi. That, that, I had tons of toy guns when I was a kid. They, were, they sold stands. those all over the place. Um, but yeah, there was like all these demonstrations. People thought that you know this the the doll was going to help you know make kids more, make kids violent. And I think there was even a there was some case in in Britain. I think. did they not understand the movie that the child wasn't violent? 
It wasn't the child. It was the doll. The doll. The child literally was never violent. Actually, it's interesting. Originally, when Mancini wrote it, I think the original screenplay had the doll, had you for most of the movie, not sure whether it was the kid or the doll. I think I would have enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I think they would have been kind of cool. But I think I think the, the direction it went, like it ended up being so much about Chucky and about his like freaking just personality attitude and attitude and, and just cheesy, like cheesiness that it was about just, a serial killer doll. Yeah. Well, a doll now, but um, but so Chucky's full name, right? Charles Lee Ray. Um, that comes from uh, Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray, the assassinate uh, the, the assassin of Martin Luther King. So, and was based on this fictional serial killer called the Lakeshore Strangler, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I've heard was, and he had a partner in the movie as well, which was like the Hillside Stranglers in in L.A. Right, which was Ken Bianchi and and Bueno Bono Bueno Bueno Bueno. Um, but when we were growing up, um, well. Specifically, when I was growing up, I think you may have been even a little bit on the late side of. I was younger for for the my buddy stuff, but I wanted a my buddy doll so badly. Like the the jingle, like was my buddy and me, and then it was like kids, and then they had kid sister, kid sister, kid, kid sister. sister, and I wanted one so bad, and my parents never got me one, but I remember friends had them, um, and it came out before the movie, and and Mancini has explained that Chucky definitely draws heavily from my buddy dolls. He said in my original, this is a quote from him in my original script. He was originally called buddy, um, but we couldn't use it because of the, my buddy doll. And oh. the director went out and got a, my buddy doll. He got a, my buddy doll, a raggedy Ann, um, which is interesting. Um, and a raggedy Andy doll. And one of those life-size like baby infants and told the designer that he wanted something similar to the, my buddy doll, but with like different, like a couple of little, like characteristics that were different the orange hair uh, but the, and but the, 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 overalls, the suspenders the overalls the, and the overalls, shirt yeah. and all that stuff i mean if you look at chucky like he's up here on the on the screen in our in our house right now um but he's he, he looks like that's kind of how the my buddy doll looked um just like with some some more dickheadish features you know <laughs> um so so he ended up what with are, chucky chucky was what the, what the designer ended up with can you tell me what was. the dickheadish features are i don't know there's just something about like a like redheaded kid with, I don't know. I mean, he looks evil. He just looks evil. It's always the bully. Okay. I, I always think of the bully in a Christmas story, right? That kid just looked like he wanted to punch his face. Like he just wanted to punch his face in. He just looked like a dick. You know, he's a little redheaded. You know, I don't know. This reminds me of the scene in the Sorry, very, the very first um, Ash versus evil dead season one episode where the dolls come alive with, the evil dead um, and start attacking him and stuff. That's, that's what he reminds me of. There's a kid in Hank's baseball that comes to Hank's, Hank's baseball. Actually, uh, we played against him the other day um, that I always just want to punch in the face. Just oh my he God. Looks, you're so he looks like he has one of those faces. You're and, the reason. And Little he's League, also kind of a dick. You're so, the reason Little League has a rule about not, not punching, not kids, punching in the face. kids in the face. I mean, it's a rule that they have in most places where you deal with kids, but but he just has one of those punchable faces and he's kind of an asshole too. Like the kid's like cocky. He's kind of a prick. Um, How are his parents? That's my first question. Yeah. Well, I know them too, but (laughs) (laughs) so, so yeah. Would you like some aloe for that burn? So in the end, in the intro, right? So Charles Lee Ray, the serial killer is like going through the store, the toy store. Um, and, and we, we both were like, yeah, there's a freaking good guy. Uzi on the wall. There's all these good guy stuff, but it was kind of like going through, my childhood, like I saw a bunch of toys in that toy store 
um, that were from when I was a kid, like power play hockey. I totally had that. They zoomed in on a bunch of like different, toys. all the stuff you wanted for Christmas. So much fun. Um, and then we, we cut to like, you know, little Andy at home with mom, childlike and innocence. He wants his, he wants his good guy doll, but mom doesn't get it because you know, mom's a hardworking, She's single a hardworking mom. single mom. Um, and but then they show him, they show him watching, he's making breakfast in bed for his mom. While she's still asleep, and they show him watching that TV show, the Good Guy TV show, <laughs> and it is that thing's terrifying, freaking horrifying, terrifying, so horrifying. There's like an animatronic, like puppet, like Chucky, and then there's like a Good Guy mascot suit guy that just looks like a suit guy, the, the freaking thing of nightmares, nightmares all over the place. Uh, <laughs> um, and so yeah, and then and then eventually, you know, mom, Seventh Heaven, mom. Um, the mom from seventh heaven uh, gets him this finds this homeless guy who's selling dolls on the street or selling this doll on the street. And she buys it for like, like a minimum. We learned in new Orleans, you don't buy anything. Never buy stuff off the street, especially dolls. Like that's just creepy. That's a bad idea. It's horrible. I know there's something going to be up with that. That thing is spirited. Um, so she ends up, so they end up with the doll, right. And, and then, you know, the doll starts moving on its own and starts saying things and whispering and, it into the child. Yeah, and then ear. talking to the kid. And the kid's like, the doll's name is Chucky. And um, and then we have we have uh the the cop, right? Well, so so then we have the babysitter. We have the babysitter that comes in, which is like mom's friend, mom's good friend. Um, and she's you know, just watching Andy while mom's working, I think. And Chucky's Chucky's starts re, you know running around the house rampage and ends up stabbing her what did he end up doing he ended up pushing her like like scaring her doing something and pushing her out the window and she ends up falling out the window mm-hmm. um which fun fact fun fact hashtag fun fact um the building that's that the apartment building that they're in mm-hmm. uh i walked i used to walk by it every day on my way to work um it was on diversity avenue in in chicago and i remember seeing it in the movie and i was like that looks really freaking familiar because it's got kind of a unique little look right. to it. And so I looked it up and I was like, Hey, that's the one I used to walk by every day on my way to work. No wonder it looked familiar. Um, the one that she goes flying out of right. when she gets pushed out. Um, so, so yeah. And then, you know, hilarity ensues. Chucky starts, starts, um, you know, going off and, and mom and finds the box and the batteries fall the out. Batteries are in there still. And, you know, so Chucky's running on, you know, just so then she knows, power. She knows he is something ain't right. Well, and then we have this whole voodoo kind of black magic thing that we find out that that's how he, you know, somehow he learned this black he, magic from he, this voodoo priest dude. You didn't catch that? He was in jail with the voodoo priest. Oh, was it jail? See, I didn't catch that's that. That's where they met. And oh. then they lived together on the outside. And so they kind of taught him everything that he knew. Interesting. So then we get the cops involved, right? Because we have the murder where we have this, 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 this woman that falls out of the building and, and Andy's just like, you know, Chucky did it. Look, it's, he's got, and kids are like, on the bottom of his and they're feet. like, this kid's crazy. Um, and oh, and the cop is played by Chris Sarandon who fright night again. Uh, and he's the vampire in fright night and, and Prince Humperdinck from, uh, from princess bride. Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> princess buttercup. And princess buttercup. Uh, and, and he plays kind of, you know, another, Tom Holland movie. So Fright Night, he's in Fright Night and in this one. So he obviously liked, he liked uh, getting Chris Sarandon in his movies, apparently. Um, so 
yeah, so they so so they end up starting to run around. Um, Chucky's, you know, going. He's, he's got to go. He's got to go get his. He's got to kill his partner, right? That's like he's he's got vengeance, so he's going to go kill his partner, and then he's going to kill the cop. Like that's the the deal, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where you know mom and the cop are driving. Mom's finally realized that Chucky is possessed and alive, and she's trying to convince Chris Sarandon, and Chris Sarandon's like, like you're freaking nuts, you know, blah blah. blah. And then Chucky starts trying to stab him from the back seat. And he's you know? like, "Oh, never mind." And, and gets I take in. it back. I take it back. <laughs> and then then we start this whole like rampage of of you know in the in the back in the apartment building and Chucky gets lit on fire and he turns into this little. If this you haven't seen it, burned it's out really good stuff. Yeah, the burned out Chucky. The burned is the Chucky, Chucky is Chucky so is, is, that's the look we were going creepy. for with our dolls last year. But yeah, you know what they didn't have? They didn't have uh, a skeleton inside to burn like that. You, you know? know, another fun fact. Steven Spielberg, I mean, sorry, uh, originally they were going to title Child's Play Batteries Not Included. Oh. But Spielberg was coming out with the movie of the same title, like, before they, they got the More applicable. So, I don't know. Batteries Not Included is a pretty good title if you eh. think about it. With the batteries falling. I don't want to have to think about it. That's great. Uh, and then it was changed to Blood Buddy. Blood Buddy was the other one because well, originally, originally, the way they were going to get the, the doll the spirit into the doll was the kid and the doll were going to like, like the doll had like real human flesh or something or like, like mimicked human flesh and you could cut it and then you could get bandages to like, to like put on the, the doll. And then they were going to do like a blood, the kid was going to cut, be... cut his hand and do a blood pact with the, with the doll. And that was how um, it was going to transfer the spirit over. Good or something Lord. Weird like don't do that. That was the original deal. Um, no deal. But as we watched the sequel, all these sequels, right? We watched two and three and, and, and then we got to bride of Chucky, which, and I've hands decided down. hands down my favorite. So much fun. Bride of Chucky with fucking Jennifer Tilly. Great music. Great. So good. Great dialogue. John Ritter. It's got John Ritter, Catherine Heigl, which is insane, which must've been one of her first movies for sure. And, and, and then Jennifer Tilly, um, it's phenomenal. We decided to show it at at Sinister Sundays tonight, our horror movie night. I'm really excited to watch it because it's just going to be so much fun to watch with a crowd, with a group. Like as opposed to the first, the first one's really fun too, but not it's not not nearly as fun. It's it's just great. Plus, you got puppet on puppet sex. Um, oh, I know, don't like or, that part. Doll on doll sex. I'll be washing dishes. Hey, at the end, we we see we see their 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 baby is at the very end of the movie. Is, uh, and then we have the sequel for, which is weird. Chucky. Cause that, that means they have reproductive organs cause they're turning more human. Well, it's so great because it totally, it totally plays off of like the goth scene to oh, yeah. the, the obsession with serial killers and the, and like obsession with dolls. She's her whole, her whole trailer. Oh, she is in dolls. such a ped, ped, a pedio pedophile file. Yeah, for sure. She has got an issue. It's great. It's great. I freaking it's love it. It's fun. Fun, fun time. And Jennifer Tilly is just adorable. I, she's, I think she's so funny. And, and the, you and, don't think she's funny. You think hot. she has? She's got nice hot boobs. Too. She's got a. She's got a couple of things going for her. <laughs> uh, no, she's fantastic. And she and in in the seat, I think it's the seat of Jackie one. Um, she plays herself, uh, kind of like 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 the meta kind of Nightmare on Elm right. Street uh, on New Nightmare. Uh, she plays herself and and like bags on herself through the home like self-referential stuff 
throughout the whole movie. I love it when people do about that. About how she's, you know, kind of a washed up actress oh. and, and all this. It's really great though. It's so freaking funny. Um, I love people that are self-aware. It can like be done too. very well. She did it. It's, Respect. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so they're coming out with the new one. Um, Don Mancini is not involved in it. Uh, but Aubrey Plaza, Mark Hamill does the voice. Um, and he's a great voiceover guy. Mm-hmm. You've um, got he a good Joker, voice. Uh, in the Batman animated series, he was the Joker. So Mark Hamill's been, done done some cool voiceover stuff in the past. Um, yeah. So what I love about the new one, though, is their ad campaigns. Have you seen them? Yeah, they really capitalize on childlike, innocent, and cutesy stuff. And then kind of poignantly remind you that this doll has cho- has homicidal tendencies. No, they do the Toy Story thing. I know. It's 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 totally childlike innocence, but it's homicidal totally, it's tendencies. Like, it's like literally like like Woody is bleeding is bleeding on the ground uh, as you Just, see Chucky's foot walking away from it or whatever. Hell yeah. And then at one point he's holding the slinky dog like over mm-hmm. a fire or like half the slinky dog. Um they're coming out on the same day. Toy oh Story that's 4. why Toy Story 4 and and Child's Play are coming out on the same Oh, day. wow. Um, that makes sense. So that is fucking hilarious. Brilliant marketing. It. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. So that'll be that'll be fun to see. Uh, well, I mean, even Toy Story capitalizes on the creepiness of dolls. You know? Oh, big time. That neighbor kid in the first one had yeah. those creepy, like, doll cross toys. Where, where he mutated all the dolls toys. and yeah. stuck them together. And, yeah. Like, arms on the... Yeah, yeah those are great. Um Totally plays on it. And I think there's even references to, I believe there's even a reference to Chucky in the, in the toy story movies too. Um, if I remember right, one of them, um, where they're like, you don't want that guy. <laughs> it's pretty rad. They don't want that guy on your so, team. So yeah, as far as doll movies go, I mean, I think Chucky's, you know, child's play is, is probably is the apex. Yeah. If you, if you've of, got a fun, a fun doll movie, if you've got this phobia, this would not be this series to watch. It's, it's unnerving. Uh, the kids were unnerved by it. They kept running out of the room because whenever he moved, that but freaked him out the most. Even Hudson he could, like, kept coming back from. He kept more. coming back in, and and the other day I was watching Annabelle in preparation for this too, uh, and he could not watch Annabelle. So I don't know. I think Chucky's kind of fun enough that maybe if you had a fear of dolls, you might still be able to kind of keep one eye open. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's it's. I mean, especially once you get into the sequels, it's so freaking just just great. It's corny. bonkers. Um, but just fun movies and honestly rewatching them again yesterday was a blast. Cause yeah. I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen a bunch of the sequels in years. I'd watched child's play. I think last year, the original, and we're um, going to have a good time tonight. Watching. I think it'll be fun. Watching be it. Really fun. Bride of Chucky is going to be a blast. And I think it, I think we're gonna have a good time. So with much it. fun. Uh, we're going to, we're going to start jumping around with our phobias. So, you know, this week, when you hear this, I, we haven't decided what our next one will be, um, but send us some suggestions. Uh, we'll probably hold out on like some things like fear of clowns until maybe around the time that the new it comes out. I think that might be a good, that's a good marketing ploy, right? Mm-hmm. Save up our episodes until it's trending on Twitter. <laughs> the fear of clowns is trending on Twitter. Utilize the trend. That was kind of why I did child's play though, too, because the, the new the right. remake's coming out. So I was like, well shit, that'd be a good time to do this one. Um, and just, it's a, it's a, it was a great fun week of watching movies, you know, kind of silly fear of doll movies. Um, you know, not a super heavy phobia kind of, kind of a fun, I mean, obviously if you don't have that phobia, I guess. Uh, so yeah, but we will, uh, we'll take your suggestions. So send them to us, give us a phobia, give us some movies to pair them with. Um, 
we would love to to kind of start doing more interactive stuff with with Feardo guys, requests. With, with the Feardos that are listening. Yeah. Um, so let us know what you guys want to hear um, and what you guys want to do do next time because uh, we're not going to go A through Z anymore. We're going all topical. I like it better. Me too. Yeah. Let's do fun. it. And uh, and that way I don't have to be like, Ugh, I don't want to watch that movie this week. I can be like, you know, we need to do that phobia because <laughs> I want to watch that movie. <laughs> um, so with that, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go get ready for a horror movie night. It's coming up here in about, uh, we're, we're heading out in about an hour mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see some of you guys there and we'll see you next week. If you listen to this, this week, come out next week. We're going to do return of the living dead. Uh, one of my all time favorite movies. Um, and I know Wayne and Jake both like that movie a lot too. So they said they're excited about that one. So we, we postponed it so they didn't have to, to miss it. Uh, so they can come next week and listen or watch with us. Um, but, uh, yeah, Feardos with that, you know what you're supposed to do this week until next time. Stay afraid. Stay very afraid. <laughs>